Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Robotron 2084, part two of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Everyone, we're talking about my absolute favorite game of all time, Robotron 2084. If you see it in an arcade, please play it. Let me know you played it, because the game is so dope. Send us selfies of you in front of a tw- Robotron 2084 machine. Yes, but not with your booty out. Nope. Let's pick up at Enemy Design in the middle of the development section. Here we go. Enemy Designs. Each enemy was designed to exhibit a unique behavior toward the character. Random elements were programmed into the enemy's behavior to make the game more interesting. The first two designs were the simplest, electrodes and grunts. Electrodes are stationary objects that are lethal to the in-game characters and grunts as simple robots that chase the protagonist by plotting the shortest path to him. Grunts are designed to overwhelm the player with large groups. While testing the game with the new control system and the two enemies, Jarvis and Damar were impressed by the gameplay's excitement and fun. As a result, they began steadily increasing the number of on-screen enemies to over a hundred to see if more enemies would generate more enjoyment. I wonder if it did. It definitely does. It's fun. Fun. Other enemies were created to add more variety. Large, indestructible hulks inspired by an enemy in Berserk were added to kill the humans on the stage. 
Though they cannot be destroyed, the developers decided to have the protagonist's projectiles slow the Hulk's movement as a way to help the player. Levitating enforcers were added as enemies that could shoot back at the main character. Jarvis and Damar liked the idea of a floating robot and felt it would be easier to animate. A projectile algorithm was devised for enforcers to simulate enemy artificial intelligence. The developers felt a simple algorithm of shooting directly at the protagonist would be ineffective because the character's constant motion would always result in a miss. Random elements were added to make the projectile more unpredictable. The enforcer aims at random location in a 10 pixel radius around the character, and random acceleration curves the trajectory. To further differentiate enforcers, Jarvis devised the spheroid enemy as a robot that continually generated enforcers, rather than have them already on the screen like other enemies. Brains were conceived as robots that could capture humans and brainwash them into enemies called progs, and also launch cruise missiles that chase the player in a random zigzag pattern, making them difficult to shoot down. Damar devised the final enemies as a way to further increase the game's difficulty, tanks that fire projectiles which bounce around the screen, and quarks as a tank-producing robot. In the summer of 2012, Eugene Jarvis wrote a comprehensive evaluation of the Robotron enemy dynamics. The game is hard-coded with 40 waves, whereupon the game repeats wave 21 to 40 over and over until the game starts back to the original wave 1 once the player completes wave 255. In the same year, Larry DeMar provided details on how to trigger the secret copyright message in Robotron. We love an Easter egg. Ports. Atari Inc. ported Robotron 2084 to its own systems, the Atari 8-bit family of home computers, Atari 5200 and Atari 7800. While it released the game for the Apple II, Commodore 64, VIC-20, Texas Instruments TI-99-4A, and IBM PC compatibles under its AtariSoft label. Most early conversions did not have a dual joystick and were received less favorably by critics. Atari Corporations published a Lynx port in 1991. Reception Williams sold approximately 19,000 arcade cabinets, mini cabinets, and cocktail versions were later produced. What's a cocktail version? It's those video games where they're like tables that you sit down and the screen is actually pointing up. And so you can sit down at it like a table and you look down and you play the game. Oh, that's like when you go to a museum and there's really like extra sensitive content. So they have it on like higher up screens that you look down at. Uh, maybe I don't know about that particular thing, but I'm just oh, the it's, cocktail it's, version. It's common are... in like Holocaust museums. <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of Holocaust museums, but I will say that a cocktail table is it's just a table that you sit at. But imagine that the surface of the table is a video game that you can play. And mm-hmm. underneath the table are where the controls are at, where you can mm-hmm. reach and play. That makes sense. In 1995, Flux Magazine ranked the arcade version 52nd on their top 100 video games. In 1996, Next Generation listed the arcade and PlayStation versions as number 63 on their top 100 games of all time, citing the game's relentless peril. In 1999, Next Generation listed Robotron as number 21 on their top 50 games of all time. Nice. Commenting that the bottom line is that the tension and challenge of Robotron has yet to be bested. This may be the most intense interactive entertainment experience ever created. Nice. 
Retro Gamer rated the game number two on their list of top 25 arcade games. Whoa, like, really? Really? I'm excited. I'm going to look at that list since it so, agrees with me. Almost. How the internet works. Citing its simple and addictive design. In 2008, Guinness World Records listed it as the number 11 arcade game in technical, creative, and cultural impact. Critics lauded Robotron 2084's gameplay. Authors Roussel Demaria and Johnny Wilson enjoyed the excitement created by the constant waves of robots and fear of the character dying. They called it one of the more impressive games produced from the 80s and 90s. Author John Vince considered the reward system, saving humans and strategic elements as positive components. Ace Magazine's David Upchurch commented that despite the poor graphics and basic design, the gameplay's simplicity was a strong point. Demaria and Wilson considered the control scheme a highlight which provided the player a tactical advantage. Owen Lindsnayer of Creative Computing Video and Arcade Games praised the freedom of movement afforded by the controls. Retro Gamer described it as one of the greatest control systems of all time. In retrospect, Damar felt players continued to play the game because the control scheme offered a high level of precision. The game received praise from industry professionals as well. Midway Games' Tony Dormanesh and Electronic Arts' Steven Riesenberger called Robotron 2084 their favorite arcade game. David Thiel, a former Gottlieb audio engineer, referred to the game as the pinnacle of interactive game design. Jeff Peters from Gearworks Games praised the playing field as crisp and clear and described the strategy and dexterity required to play as a challenge to the senses. He summarized the game as one of the best examples of gameplay design and execution. Edge Magazine ranked the game 81st on their 100 best video games in 2007. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message. Thank you for listening to that message. And now let's delve into the legacy of Robotron 2084. What has become of that inspiration? I've got to know. Let's go. Legacy. Jarvis's contributions to the game's development are often cited among his accolades. Vince considered him one of the originators of high action and reflex based arcade games citing Robotron 2084's gameplay among the games designed by Jarvis. In 2007, IGN listed Eugene Jarvis as a top game designer whose titles Defender, Robotron 2084, and Smash TV have influenced the video game industry. Games TM referred to the game as the pinnacle of his career. Shane R. Monroe of Retro Gaming Radio called Robotron the greatest twitch and greed game of all time that looked like it hurt what Doing making that bad voice. voice yeah uh it did not good the game has also inspired other titles the 1990 arcade game smash tv also designed by jarvis features a similar design two joysticks used to shoot numerous enemies on a single screen, as well as ideas he intended to include in sequels. In 1991, Jeff Minter released a shareware game titled 
titled Lamatron, based on Robotron 2084's design. 20 years later, Minter released an upgraded version titled Minotron 2112 for iOS. In 2017, Soiree Games released Neckbeard's Basement Arena, which is heavily inspired by Robotron. Because of its popularity, the game has been referenced in facets of popular culture. The Beastie Boys song, The Sounds of Science, on the album Paul's Boutique, Lou Reed song, Down at the Arcade, on his new Sensation album, and the comic strip, Bob the Angry Flower, players have also competed to obtain the highest score at the game. Bill Logidis and Matt Barton of Gamma Sutra commented that Robotron's success, along with Defender, illustrated that video game enthusiasts were ready for more difficult games with complex controls. Though not the first to implement it, note one, Robotron 2084's use of dual joysticks popularized the design among 2D shooting games and has since been copied by other arcade-style games. The control scheme has appeared in several other titles produced by Midway Games, note two, Inferno, Smash TV, and Total Carnage. Many shooting games on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network use this dual control design. The 2003 title Geometry Wars and its sequels also use a similar control scheme. The input design was most prominent in arcade games until video games with three-dimensional 3D graphics became popular in the late 1990s. Jarvis attributes the lack of proliferation in the home market to the absence of hardware that offered two side-by-side joysticks. Most 3D games, however, use the dual joystick scheme to control the movement of a character and a camera. Few console games like the 2004 title Jet Li Rise to Honor use two joysticks for movement and attacking. Remakes and sequels. VidKids developed an official sequel, Blaster, in 1983. The game is set in the same universe and takes place in 2085 in a world overrun by Robotrons. Amazing. Jarvis planned to develop other sequels, but the video game crash of 1983 halted most video game production for a few years. Williams considered creating a proper sequel in the mid-1980s as well as a movie adaptation. Atari Corporation and Williams announced plans to develop an update of Robotron intended for the Atari Jaguar, but this project was never released. In 1996, the company released a sequel with 3D graphics titled Robotron X for the Sony PlayStation and personal computers. Robotron 2084 has been included in several multi-platform compilations. The 1996 Williams Arcade's Greatest Hits, the 2000 Midway's Greatest Arcade Hits, the 2003 Midway Arcade Treasures, and the 2012 Midway Arcade Origins. In 2000, A web-based version of Robotron 2084 along with nine other classic games were published on Shockwave.com, a website related to Adobe Shockwave. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that website. Well, it's out there. Four years later, Midway Games also launched a website featuring the Shockwave versions. In 2004, Midway Games planned to release a plug-and-play version of Robotron 2084 as part of a line of TV games, but this was never released. Robotron 2084 became available for download via Microsoft's Xbox Live Arcade in November 2005. This version included high-definition graphics and two-player cooperative multiplayer with one player controlling the movement and another the shooting. Scores were tracked via an online ranking system. 
In February 2010, however, Microsoft removed it from the service, citing permission issues. Robotron 2084 is playable in the LEGO Dimensions Midway Arcade level pack. Well, that was a sad little ending to this entire article, but it does also sing the praises of Robotron 2084, which is, I think, one of the best video games ever made and my favorite. Yes, and it gave me intense positive flashbacks to shockwave games and so now i get to go down that rabbit hole because shockwave.com still exists all right you can get started get get started on that party the shockwave.com party i will this has been the wikipedia page for robotron 2084 part two of two Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your Robotron controller. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.